Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. Got a very, very broad question today, which is how to market a fixer upper house. So the question really is, there's a, few, there's a lot of questions. There's so many questions. Um, number one, um, who are you, right? Are you an investor or are you just some guy with a fixer upper house that owns it? That's the first question. Second question is how much of a fixer upper is it, right? Is it mortgage a ball? Is it okay? Is it horrible, but still someone can get a mortgage on it, right? So the, I was in the mortgage business for 17 years. I can tell you that what we need in a mortgage situation is we need a kitchen that works. We need a bathroom that works. Not every bathroom, but a bathroom that works. We need the the what the hell's the word I'm looking for? We need the house to be like leak free, no major leaks in the roof. Can't be any walls that are knocked down. So it has to be functioning, right? That's how you can get an appraisal and get a regular conventional or FHA loan. So let's take those scenarios. So if you, let's say, are a homeowner and the property is mortgageable, it's just in bad shape, you can list it with an agent to sell, right? That'll probably get you the most money, but you gotta understand what the possibilities are if you do that. So being, as I said, someone who has a lot of experience in the mortgage business, what's gonna happen in New York is that after you agree to a price, they're gonna send an inspector in. And if the house is really a fixer upper, it's bad in bad shape, I've seen inspectors walk into a house and just walk out and say, I'm not doing the inspection. And the buyer got spooked and walked away. That's a possibility. Also, the guy can come and do a report, which is 48 pages long, which says that the hell house is a disaster and I don't know what story is and the cost of cure is a million dollars. That can happen. Again, what could happen even if you sort of survive the inspection period, I mean, what will happen is that the... Um, The buyer, assuming it's just a rate, not an investor, but it's someone who can get scared by an inspection report, they may ask for a price reduction. Um, but assuming you negotiate it and you say, okay, then an appraiser has to come. Now, if it's an FHA appraiser, they're going to rip up that house even more. They're going to ask for repairs to get done. A regular appraiser may say certain things need to be done. But in the end, after all that, you probably will end up with the most money, right? But you've got to also understand that a standard contract has a mortgage contingency in it, which is in effect a get out of contract free card. I just had a deal die after three months, um, buyer got denied. Nothing we can do, right? There's nothing to do. Buyer can walk away and say, I'm out. So you need to understand that, that you might go on that roller coaster ride. Now, let's say it's not mortgageable. Let's say it's just a complete disaster, right? Nothing functions. At that point, listing it for sale may or may not produce more money than getting in touch with some local investors, someone like me. Now, I do, I do two things, right? I'm, I'm an investor. I buy properties. I fix them up and I sell them. I'm also a traditional realtor because I have to list my own properties. You might just want to literally um, Google real estate investors in my area or uh, sell my house fast in the area. Those are the people you're going to call. Those guys are going to give you, you know, discount prices but they're gonna take it as is, and they should not change the price on you, right? I know the advantage of selling to an investor it is the certainty and convenience that an investor provides. So when I buy a property, the price is the price, it doesn't change. 
um, unless something comes to light that no, that I didn't know about before, but it's very rare that it happens. The only and, and, and you're certain that I'm going to close, and I'm going to close whenever it works for you. You also probably don't have to clean the house up, um, which you do on a lot of uh, standard uh, contracts. And again, I can close soon or I can close if you need time. I, I'm not pushing you out. I'm in contract for nine months with someone. So that's the certainty and the convenience. I'm not going to bring a thousand people in there, right? I may have one showing where I'm going to bring contractors or potential buyers in there, but uh, you're not going to show it every weekend, that kind of thing. And that's a certainty and convenience I provide. And you're going to give up some of the proceeds for that. It's pretty simple. It's not like uh, there's no nothing predatory going on here, right? I'm not, I'm not, it's a voluntary transaction. If you don't want to sell a property to me, you're not going to sell it to me. Um, I just spoke to a, a seller that I met with yesterday. And I'm like, this is what you can list it for. I can pay you this. I, what I can pay you is less. You'll make more money if you list it. But here's the advantage where you may want to consider selling it to me. You don't have to clean it. The house is a disaster. It needs a lot of work, a lot of cleanup, a lot of furniture and crap in there. You don't have to move anything. I'll take it as is. Um, I'll close whenever that's convenient for you. If you need time to go through this stuff because you want to take stuff out, I'll give you that time. If you don't, I'll close in a couple of weeks. Um, and whatever, the price I give you is the price. You know, Here it is in writing. So that's the advantage. Now, if you are an investor, right, you're trying to wholesale a fixer-upper property, how you market it is hopefully you have some kind of buyer's list. If you don't have a buyer's list, and you're gonna, and I, I email or and text the buyer's list every time I have a property that comes out. So about two, three times a month, I send out a property. Now, what if you don't have a buyer's list? Then you want to build a buyer's list. So what I would do is I would look at your MLS, your multiple listing service for that area, and I'd look for crappy properties that sold, and I would try to either get in touch with the realtor, who you can easily find the phone number uh, to to call them and say, hey, does your buyer want uh, another property? Or I would sometimes try to find the buyer. Um, maybe with county records, try and get his name and number. Sometimes it's a company that you can just Google and search. So that's how I look for it. That's how I build a buyer's list, and that's how I market the property. And like I said, you can text, email, you can call people if you want. It's time-consuming to call. So I like text blasting and email blasting because it's one shot out. And, and I try to improve my texting so that my, my what I send them so that there's less questions because I hate answering stupid questions that were already on the email. But that's how you do it. Now, if you have to market as an investor a property that is mortgageable, you may want to try to just list it on the multiple listing service. That may get you more money. Again, you're going to have the same issues we spoke about before. You could have buyers come in and think you're going to sell it. You know, I got to tell you, one of the worst feelings, and I've had this so many times, is because you want, to, you want it, right? You're selling a property. Guy agrees to the price. You're all excited. You're already spending the money in your head. And then... Three weeks later, the guy goes, sorry, the inspection came. And this happens all the time. It's part of the business. Inspector came and said it's a disaster, right? I had an inspector, who was that property? I think in Bayshore, tell me that there was a roof leak. I had redone the roof, and I had repainted the house. When I looked at what he saw, there were two knots in, like, um, a molding that was up on a, on, a, on a ceiling, and he decided that that was a water stain. It was not a water stain. Believe me, I know because I paid much more for that roof than I ever thought I would when I bought the property. I didn't think it needed a roof, and it did. And uh, it was brand new paint. And this is the kind of bullshit that inspectors do. I really don't like most home inspectors because their job is to find problems. And if you have a antsy, nervous buyer, they're always gonna, almost always gonna find something in that appraisal, in that inspection report to jerk you around on. So that's the reality of life. You have to put up with that. 
but you w might make more money listing it on the MLS, assuming you own it, right? If you don't, or or even if you're in contract on it, you can still put it on. The, you can still put it on the MLS. You just can't represent that you own it in the listing. You have to say that you are the contract vendee, that you are in contract. That's no problem. I've done that. Uh, but again, you have to differentiate between a property that's mortgageable, someone can get a mortgage, and ones that you don't. So that's how you market a fixer-upper property. I mean, I, I don't see any other way. If it's really a disaster, you're gonna have to sell it to a cash investor. You can put it on the MLS, but you're, you're gonna waste a lot of time with people coming there, laughing at you, screaming at you, and telling you how the hell am I gonna get a mortgage on this. Um, if it's decent, you know, it's mortgageable, then you can put it on the MLS, but you're gonna have to deal with the fact that anybody can get out of contract pretty much any time. Um, you know, it's hard to get into contract in New York. It's almost impossible to get out of contract. I have a situation going on right now where a buyer is taking a long time. They're getting a Sony May loan. It's state of New York uh, special financing. And it's taking longer than expected. And the seller keeps telling me, I just want to sell it to somebody else. And I keep telling him, you can't. can't sell it to somebody else. But the date on the contract expired. It's not how it works in New York. You have to, there's a whole legal process to get out of contract. Not easy to get out of contract in New York. And it's actually a good thing if you're a buyer because the seller can't flake out on you. But when you're representing the seller doesn't understand that, it becomes a problem. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.